Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I am Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you today? We got to see each other in person on Saturday yeah. uh, at McCamish we- Pavilion. It's always good to come to Atlanta and see get to see Sheldon in his hometown there. Uh, adopted hometown, I should say. Right? Adopted, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Not exactly. really my hometown, but you know, I guess my adopted hometown. So but yeah, no, it was good. It was good to see you as well, face to face. You know, um, it was a. Uh, Kind of cool to kind of come back and see uh, the Duke people that I went to school with that were around when I was in school that were still kind of coming to the games as well. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to, uh, like, you know, Amanda Green, who uh, was a manager. I think at the time she was the first female manager uh, for uh, Coach K, and she was sitting right behind me uh, at the game, and Danny Ferry's right in front of me with his daughter. So it was kind of cool to kind of be back around that little atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, and we'll talk about the game that was played. We'll get into that mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and also the Arkansas game there today, because as we record this on Monday, uh, December the 4th, Duke's on a two-game losing streak, which is not, not what people doesn't expected, right? Doesn't doesn't happen often. No. So there's doesn't happen often, plenty yeah. to break down. You got to yeah. see him in person. Uh, I was at, in Arkansas and then also at, at Georgia Tech, so I have my thoughts on uh, what's going on, what's going wrong. We're concerned about Tyrese Proctor and his, right. his uh, lower leg. Uh, waiting on an update on that uh, to see how long he's going to be out, but... Uh, um uh, yeah so there's plenty to discuss on this one as we uh you know it's kind of a little bit of a break for duke they only have four games the rest of the month so uh it's a good time to try to fix some things maybe but anyway so before we go any further i do want to remind everybody believe in duke podcast is sponsored by bet online the holiday season is off and rolling with nfl in full stride and the nba and nhl hitting mid-season form bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet Online has, has info available at your fingertips on both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the bet, head to Bet Online today and remember to use your promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, yeah, the Blue Devils are riding this uh, losing streak. Um, I guess first, Sheldon, what what were your takeaways from let, – let's talk about Saturday since that's the, game, the last game they played. We both were there. Um, right. You know, they fell behind early, uh, fell behind early in the second half, fought back, took the lead, had the game up by four points, uh, and then it got away in the last couple of minutes. So that's the quick – Run down, I guess, but just what did you see when you were watching the game courtside there? Well, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it's been kind of the the same thing for the past couple games. I mean, we saw them kind of come out slow against Southern Indiana, watch Rwanda being a dog fight, you know, the first half, and then a little bit with the Arkansas, and then you know with Georgia Tech, they came out, you know, praised them because they shot the ball extremely well coming out in that game, and we were trying to figure out how to kind of recover and counterpunch. And then with Proctor kind of going down, I'm sure that hurt, you know, what was actually in the scheme of, you know, playing that game. So, you know, kind of giving credit to um, Georgia Tech, you know, for coming out like that. But we have to be better prepared of 
how we need to counter counter punch because you never know what's going to happen in the game of basketball. I mean, some guys may have a good game, some guys may not. Some guys may get unfortunately get hurt like uh, Proctor did, did, but we got to figure out different ways to make sure that we are still fighting. Yeah, and you know, one thing that Shire said after the Arkansas loss was he thought the team lacked, he said, collective toughness on defense. And that's an interesting way to say that. But um, again, I think it's togetherness on the defensive end to me and standing up, protecting the lane, protecting, you know, they're giving up a lot of points in the paint. Um, a, a lot of a lot of layups, especially at times. It's not like it's the whole game because even against Georgia Tech, I mean, they were hitting some shots and and then Duke kind of got after them and kind of shut them down for a while, right? They were getting steals right. and right. getting transition offense going. That got them. They erased that that twelve to two deficit Duke had early. They got back and they took the lead like twenty six twenty three, down by four at halftime, and then all of a sudden it's come out the second half, boom, they're down by eleven. It was forty five thirty four, I think. And then they had to fight back again, and they did it. So the defense is there in spurts. It's just not as consistent, I know, as they want it to be. And uh, it's two games. You're right. It's three games in a row, really. I'm glad you mentioned Southern Indiana because that was one where we thought, well, okay, coming back, it was day after Christmas, or Thanksgiving and, you know, uh, a lot of things like that. They can You can have a bump in the road and get by, and they won by 18. But it's continued on these last couple of games. Right. And um, – right. I don't know if that if it's an internal leadership it has to come from to fix that. If it's the captains Ryan Young and 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 Roach uh, uh, getting that fixed or not, but uh, uh, something's going on that needs to be fixed for sure. So that phrase you used that you said John said you said collective what? Collective toughness. Collective toughness. So using that phrase, and he said this after Arkansas, but then you look at the game against Georgia Tech. Whatever happened in the first 37 minutes, whatever. The last three minutes, I'm using that phrase, collective toughness, because you saw them getting rid of whatever they wanted at the end of the game. And fortunately, we were kind of going back and forth, but kind of going for a little while. But the fact that they kept getting alley-oops against us, you know, back-to-back-to-back plays, and I'm like, that can't happen. And if you're trying to be collective, yes, the man might get by the ball defender, which causes the big to help out on that drive. But somebody got to come and help the big and not give up that that alley-oop. And if you're talking about collective toughness and being collective on defense end, that can't happen, especially multiple times. And that happened down the stretch of the Georgia Tech game. And it's unbelievable because I don't remember the Duke defense team doing that and it seemed like it was almost like I, I won't say they didn't fight because they came back I and mean, they kind of you know retaliated a little bit um and then scored right away at the other end it's just that they didn't have that you know that staple where you know oh my god we're gonna come together stop the floor or whatever you know how you know duke teams in the past have done especially in big moments and i was kind of looking for something like that and i didn't see any of that like you know hey guys and I, I get it because Roach is not that kind of guy where he's going to kind of – I understand that. And I think Ryan was out of the game at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't playing as well as how Mark Mitchell was when he kind of – I don't know if he got you know mad because he got a starting spot taken or whatever. But, you know, towards the middle of the game, he kind of really came on. He saw that with Mark. But kind of going back to what I was saying, we didn't see that from our guys where, like, 
hey, we need this right here. This is our game. We have to have this. I didn't see that. Right. It's missing, isn't it? It really makes yeah. it kind of seem like a team that's adrift right now because they're lacking that. That that I mean, that's why collective toughness kind of comes to mind, right? It's right. That's what John was right when he said it. And uh um somebody's got to step up and, and do what you're saying. Somebody that's always been in the Duke mantra. You know that. We all know that. We've been watching them for years and years. Somebody steps up and says, this is where it stops. And I have to assume, well, I mean, you hope sometime in practice this week between now and the game Saturday against Charlotte, this is what's happening, right? I mean, somebody's doing mm-hmm. something to try to straighten this sucker out because, um, you know, a two-game losing streak is, I mean, the season's not over by any stretch. It's only. No, no, or, no. You know, it's it, still but, a long season. Yeah, there's, there's goals can be attained, all that stuff. Yeah. We saw last year, you know, the team kind of muddled for a while and then won 10 in a row when it mattered, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So. Um, it, it can still come together, but somebody's got to make it happen. And I will say this about Mark Mitchell, and we're gonna get we're gonna talk about his situation because he lost his starting job. They put Ryan Young in the starting rota- uh, starting lineup, right? Because right. uh, John said, you know, he, I think he wanted to add some height, try help with rebounding and all that. Um, and he had been on Mark about being aggressive in the lane and finishing, finishing strong. Mm-hmm. And we saw in that second half, a couple of those dunks were very emphatic, right? Wow. Wow. And he was really yeah. emphatic about it. Yeah. And yeah. that ended up costing him because yes. he got the taunting yeah. technical. Right. Because he's dunked and he got, you know, and it- so I didn't see that part. Like I was so hyped that he dunked the ball. Um, because I think it was almost back to back plays, like where he dunked the ball like that. It was. And and I was like, I'm getting hyped. I'm like, oh yeah, we got this is our game now. We got it. You know, it's over. Yeah. And then I stood up because everybody in front of me started standing up. So I couldn't see what happened afterwards. So I was like, oh, that's BS. You're going to get, you know, call a tech for him kind of, you know, yelling or whatever. But then yeah. when I went back home, I saw that he actually pointed. And if you point, that's automatic taunting. So I understand that. But when I saw that at the game, I was like, I didn't see what happened afterwards. And I'm like, oh, you can't give him a tech for expressing himself. But then when I saw that he actually pointed, that, that hurt us big time. Yeah, and and after the game, you know, John said the same thing. Like, I haven't seen the replay, so I don't know if he did this, but he said the officials told him it was a clear taunt. He pointed and he said something, and like that's that's the rule. There's no yeah, argument here. Yeah, yeah, and so then yeah. the replay showed it, didn't it? And yeah, he definitely yeah, did. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because and, and and John said he almost he didn't defend Mark. He said it's a big mistake. You can't do that at that point in the game. I mean, that it changed the game. Duke was up 66-62. And you know, you think John says he said it right. If we go down and get one stop, game's we over. got the ball up two possessions under two minutes. Yeah, game's, game's over. in your favor, right? You yeah. can just finish it at the line. Yeah. But because they got the free throws and then the possession, it's tie game. Just like that's yeah. tie game. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just unfortunate. But you know, Mark, he he wants it to be more aggressive. He wants to be more assertive, and he did it. But he he went too yeah. far. And I I like the fact that he responded the way he did. Uh, granted, I didn't like the finish outcome of what he did to kind of cost us, of, us the game, but I did like the fact that he wasn't starting. He took it kind of personal and it took him a little bit to kind of, kind of get into that role. But then once he hit his mark, you saw he was putting his fingerprints on the game and yeah. you saw that from Mark and he was aggressive. And I didn't know about the whole part about John saying that he needs to be able to finish uh, around the basket better, and he definitely did that. Now, I wish going to a point I want to really go into, I wish that Jeremy Roach would do something different than driving to the basket 
and trying to finish against the big guys because he's not finishing well against the, the the interior defense of the other team. And it's been like this for a few games now. We kind of got away with some of the things, but it seems like every time he goes into the lane, he doesn't do a good job of finishing around the basket. And I don't know if he needs to start doing a, a floater or just drawing his man in and then kick it out to the corner and having those guys, you know, hit up a lineup, you know, wide open shot. But the fact that he keeps driving to the basket and trying to finish, it's not, it's not working out well right now. Right. And, uh, and we saw that at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, uh, Duke had the ball, a chance to tie and really couldn't even get a shot up. Right. Cause it got yeah. blocked. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a forced shot. It wasn't even a good shot at the end. And that was Roach. And, and, uh, well, he had, he had 22 points. He did a lot of things, but, um, that was, that was rough. I mean, that's, that's not, yeah. I mean, that, you're designing a Duke play at the end. That's not what you're going to draw yeah, up, right? Yeah. Yeah. At, at all, at all. But like I said, I mean, he, he, like you, you just said that he, he's, he had 20, 22 points and he played well throughout the whole game. It's just the parts that him doing things like that. Like, just like I have a kind of an issue with Mark, you know, always shooting that wide open three. Yeah. I, I'll give you maybe one, but then after that, if you don't make it, drive that ball. Like, you know, why continue to shoot them? There's a reason why they're leaving you open. Like, you know, that's, that's the thing. So, um, but with Jeremy Rowe, it's like, hey, I know you're quick enough to get by anybody, but you have to figure out a way to capitalize on that. And right now, you finish at the basket, it's not it's not there yet. And I don't know if it's because, you know, he's trying to do too much with the little loop-de-loop around a defensive arms type thing, whatever, or what. But um, I will say it was kind of a – move on to the next point. It was kind of a coming-out party for Kelly Foster last night. I mean, uh, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game, and uh, you know, of course, he had the Michigan State game earlier where he scores eighteen. Mm-hmm. But then he's kind of, you know, that's one thing about the backcourt, and we'll mention Caleb for sure. We're going to yeah. kill him, but um, Shire has said multiple times this year he thinks he has the best backcourt in the country. He said, "I'll put him up against anybody." You know, he feels very confident about them. And that was when Tyrese was healthy, obviously. But mm-hmm. but you, you've had a situation where Proctor will have a good game. Roach will have 22. Uh, but nobody else can score with them, right? It's just kind of one one guy doing all the scoring out there. Um, but Foster got the extra minutes on Saturday because Proctor got hurt. Yeah. And he showed a lot of things there, didn't he? He did. He definitely did. He definitely did. I like the fact that he, he tried to step up, not really trying to you know, take fill the role of Proctor, but stepped up and I think he was ready for the moment. He was aggressive. Um, there was a couple things that he was a little bit too rushed about, but you know, it comes, you know, you're a freshman. It, it kind of comes with that. But the fact that he was still able to stay in the game and be aggressive. I mean, he had a stretch where I think uh, he drove the ball and scored and it kind of initiated a, a little bit of a run for us. We were kind of going back and forth, especially in the second half. And the fact that I'm looking at him and I'm seeing his body language, his body, you know, manners. And he was like into the game, like almost like he's a seasoned freshman now type yeah. thing. That's how, that's how you looked. So I'm hoping that he kind of builds on this. I wish that, like you said, you know, uh, we can get more than one guy kind of going off. I wish we can get, you know, one of these freshmen and not both these freshmen going off the same time we have a proctor going off or a roach going off. That will help us a lot as well. Um, you know, especially with us scoring, because right now, you know, Last game, Flip had a little bit of hard time in the first half, 
yeah. he didn't really he didn't really get going to the second half and having that other person kind of score for us I think uh, that we know that's going to happen I think if we have that it'll open up a lot of things for Flip where he's not being as crowded we try to make his moves you know around the basket yeah this team right now the last few games has not been a very good perimeter shooting team no it's no. it's flat I mean the the three point shooting percentage has been below 30 percent on the regular here the last few games um the shooting overall they're struggling to hit 40 percent uh which is you can't win that way i don't no, care how good a defense no. you play that, it's going to be hard to win that way and yeah, uh, I mean, i'm looking right now there's 25 percent from three from at georgia tech and then it was 27 percent from uh from three against arkansas 28 percent at home against southern indiana like like you said that's that's not you know um a good percentage where we shooting and no. on top of that the way uh our our, our assists we had uh 11 assists against georgia tech yeah we had 10 against arkansas we had uh 13 against southern indiana like and a duke team is 20 plus assists everybody's right. touching the ball everybody's you know involved the offense the fact that we are barely over 10 assists the last three games that's that's not Duke basketball. Not at all. And and you're right. And John said that very thing after Georgia Tech, that this should be a team that averages 20 assists a game. Easy. Every yeah. game. The ball yeah. should be moving. It shouldn't be getting stuck. He mentioned that. Go back to Arizona. The Arizona game, he said, the ball got stuck tonight. You know, that kind of hurt the offense a little bit. They fixed it against Michigan State, some some other games. And now we're back to that again where the, the offense, the ball's getting stuck. And I know, again, you know, Proctor's out. He's your point guard. That impacts things for sure. but. It was happening even when he was in the yeah, game. Yeah, I was about to say that he was. You can blame that for the Georgia Tech game, but it was still like that for Arkansas in the Southern Indiana game. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's almost like uh, everybody's trying to play their way and then figure it out after that versus throwing yourself into the team and then collectively you figure it out together. Because like I said, it's Duke basketball. We always have twenty plus assists. You know, unless you know we have like you know, like a JJ is going off. You know, you just yeah, yeah. let him do his thing, whatever that type. Right. Of thing. But you're not having you know anybody like that. But I will say, I do like how Powers is playing, and it seems like every time he comes in the game during a crucial time that we need a three, he's been like 100. Right? Yeah. <laughs> every time yeah. we ask you, oh, we need a, a three point shot, and all of a sudden this guy checks in the game. You know how hard that is, like you know, to be sitting the whole time, and then all of a sudden. Hey, TJ, go in the game, and then boom, you hit three. Like, it speaks to his game preparation. But the fact that um, I feel like he's 100% every time we need a crucial three, the last few games, he's made on it. That's right. And and you'll that's why he was at the game at the end against George Tech. Yeah. He worked yeah. his way into the, you know, you have the yeah. starting five, we know, but the finishing five is, is yeah. almost as more important. Yeah. And he was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. In that game, they, they saw. Um, he he plays pretty good defense. Well, I mean, he's he's not perfect there. Actually, I'm not trying to say anybody's perfect, but he does have some issues on defense. But but he played okay against Georgia Tech, and um, you know he he hits his open shots. They need somebody to step up and do it. And if he can show he's going to do it, he's going to get the minutes. Yeah, that's where they we, are. Because we need a shooter. Yeah, we don't have we don't have a pure shooter. We have some scores, but we don't have a pure shooter. So a guy that actually can be able to keep the defense honest and had them come to them and when he's stretching out the, the defense like that, I think that will help us out a lot. Um, hopefully we can get a McCain that starts shooting on the other side and all of a sudden 
there's no more double teaming, uh, you know, some of these guys on our team. And we actually have a chance to go, you know, 1v1 against uh, a lot of players and then kind of go from there. That's right. I mean, the, the one part of the offense that has worked when they've done it is a lot of that two-man game where Proctor or Roach will kind of drive into the lane, you know, with a, with a big and either take it with the, to the basket or because they slack, you know, slack, slack off of him. Mm-hmm. Or they come to the dribbler and he dish, dishes it to uh, to the big. Um, yeah. That worked a little bit with with Mitchell uh, against Georgia Tech and against with, with Flip. It's worked some. Um, that's something they do some and it works. I know you got to run other plays too, but I mean they went away from that at the end against Georgia Tech. I didn't see it mm-hmm. those last three possessions. You know when they had the turnover and the didn't get a shot off. And anyway, so um, there's a lot of problems there for sure on offense. I think we can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some things that uh, that coach staff got cleaned up. I mean, um, I, I don't know exactly what direction they can go into. It's good that they actually have time to actually work these kinks out. Hopefully, uh, the players are receptive to a lot of the criticism that's going to happen because it's going to be a tough, uh, a tough week or so for these uh, these guys. So hopefully, they actually bounce back positively and use it. Um, you know, the constructive criticism that they're going to have you know, going against them these next few days. This is a real test for, for John, for his tenure. I mean, this is yeah, unusual. Yeah. It's, it's, it's first, uh, I think this is like his first, uh, I guess, real adversity, you know, yeah. stretch that he's going, he's going through. Um, So it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the, the players uh, pretty much, you know, respond. And like I said, if anything, like Mark Mitchell, they're going to respond. Um, it just sucks that we had to go through these two games for this to happen. Right. But it's a it's a long season. They're young. They have to understand this. We don't have a lot of vocal le- leaders like that. So hopefully that's the case. And we kind of know from here on out what we need to do, you know, all the time. Instead of just kind of, oh, we're playing against the Southern Indiana. Let's go ahead and work our way into it. Like, no, everybody's circling this day when they play right. against Duke. Like, <laughs> you're going to get their best. Like, that's what it is. You're going to get their best. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, this is a good time. For, I mean, for ever a good time for a losing streak for this to happen. They only have four games in the month of December left, right? The Charlotte game, Hofstra, and then Baylor in New York on the 20th, and then a break for Christmas. And then the 30th, they play Queens. They don't play another ACC game until first week of January. Syracuse mm-hmm. comes into the Cameron. So there is time to work this out. If Proctor is injured for, you know, if he's out for a few weeks or whatever it is, um, there's time be, for that to heal up too, right? Before the ACC starts back up again. Yeah. Because so, we're going to need them during the ACC. Because uh, um, I saw a few of these games and the team down the street is uh, starting to pick things up. So <laughs> They are. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, the league the league's going to be good this year. So that's that's what's going on. Um, Clemson is already – they're undefeated. Joe Girard's down there from Syracuse, transferred to Clemson. They got P.J. Mm-hmm. Hall back. Clemson was a good team last year. They almost made the NCAA tournament. They probably should have, mm-hmm. then lost to Louisville late. Um, but you know, there's just there's good teams in the ACC. So uh, Duke's Duke's got to Duke's got to prove they're one of them. And right now, yeah. they, they say they have it, and yeah, there's time yeah. to do that. But yeah, um, yeah. this is probably a time, Coach K's tenure. They would have locked you out of the locker room or taken away your jerseys. Yes, I, those uh, memories uh, are still <laughs> in my mind, you know, to this day. You know, coming back to the locker room and all of a sudden, all your stuff is taken out of your locker, and then all of a sudden, uh, you got two minutes to get to the court. Like, what's our stuff? Like, yeah, <laughs> you got hurry from go through the, all the stuff. Like, this is yours, this is mine, this is mine. All right, all right. you get out there, you get out there. 
you know, that type thing, you know, kind of earn, you know, he did a good job of like earning the name on the front of the jersey, you know, yeah. all the all the past players in front of, you know, that played before you and what they had to go through and don't, you know, disrespect them for taking for granted, you know, what they built. Right. And that's something that he was pretty much uh, constantly putting in our minds. Yeah. And I think that was a good thing for us, especially when we we're young. Yeah. And we'll see if we'll see again, we'll see what John does because he's he's not Coach K. He's his own person. He's mm-hmm. got to do it his own way. And we'll see what happens with it. But uh, this is the time to do it. They've got a week here until they play Charlotte. So a week to work on it. And then uh, um, and then we'll see, you know, the Hofstra game. Finals are mixed in there. That complicates things. But they've got the work to do. They've got to find this. And again, internal leadership has to happen, I think. Yeah. To try yeah. to get this going and get this fixed. So um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when they play Charlotte on Saturday. I expect a different team to expect to come out pretty fired up. But. Again, yeah, we'll see when yeah. it happens, right? Yeah, I, I expect that, and <laughs> I am watching for that. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right, everybody. Well, listen, thanks for joining us on this edition of the Believe in Duke podcast, um, sponsored by Bet Online. We appreciate their support. Sheldon, I'll be joining you again soon for another episode. Um, we'll see if the Blue Devils can get this uh, get this straightened out. It's uh, it's early. It's only early, early December. There's plenty of time to do it. So we'll see what John Shire and the boys can do. So anyway, thanks for joining us. And join us next time. All right, let's go do it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.